0: Hey, friends, I appreciate you tuning into the Deal Farm podcast, where I hope you feel at least mildly entertained and possibly even inspired to take big action towards improving your life and your business. On this episode of the Deal Farm, we're talking with Casey King out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, about her most recent Novation deal. If you're not familiar with how a Novation deal works, you're really going to enjoy diving into the nuts and bolts of Casey's deal. See you on the other side. my man what is shaking it is an awesome day and
1: I am just so excited to be here are you I am I really am
0: and by here do you mean zoom because you and I have been on zoom all day so we have been on zoom all day but I'm thankful to be right here on zoom now this is a good spot you mean when I hit record now now you're thankful is what you're saying
1: now now I'm thankful after all those other calls that we are
0: on that's right it's good to be it's good to be thankful so it's coming off of a, a big webinar instantly into a podcast that's always fun yeah yeah well we did
1: podcast earlier so it's like boom 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 right just public speaking (laughs) left and right on zoom
0: and on on top of that do you love living on zoom i actually it's funny as much as people complain like i'm zoomed out i can't zoom anymore i actually still like it i'd still much rather be comfortable in my house pants on or off zooming with people
1: well and i what i like is that i can dash out of my office and boom there's kids You know, even if I'm just getting a five, 10 minute touch with the kids and then back in, that's so much better than being half hour away in an office. And it's like, I I like having a touch with the kids just throughout the day here and there.
0: And I, I'm not a big phone guy. Neither gives me a bad time about, I'm just not good on the phone. Like, I don't want to be on the phone all day. I don't really enjoy being on the phone. I like to try to get off the phone as fast as possible. (laughs) Well, I'd rather see a face. You'd rather see a face than just talk to someone. Yes. It's much, to me, it's much easier to be on a longer zoom call. Because you're reading somebody, looking at somebody. It feels much closer to being in person than being on the phone.
1: That's right. Because if I get on Instagram and start looking at pictures on a Zoom call, you can tell that pretty quick. But if I'm on the phone, it's like, oh, that's just an awkward pause. I wonder what he's doing over
0: there. That's true. Yeah. He is paying attention. He's just not responding.
1: Yeah. No kidding. So I'm good. And to, to your point, we spend a lot of time on Zoom right now
0: we really do man
1: hey but in two weeks we're on the road right we're gonna go out we're traveling all over the world to meet people and so we get to do a little in person for the first time in a couple
0: weeks. i can't wait yeah because we got now we got franchisees all over the country we've had a you know many many zoom calls with them and a handful of them have come into the office which is always nice but now you know hitting all these different markets going to tulsa and denver and erie pennsylvania and down to florida and all these different places to get to hang out with them and see their markets and see the projects they're working on is very, very exciting. I'm pretty thrilled it,
1: about it. It is a business of relationships. And sometimes when you you break bread with a person, you sit in their living room, it's just a great way to build a relationship, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see what folks are doing. I'm genuinely you know, thrilled to see somebody's project in Erie, Pennsylvania. I've never been yep. to Erie before. I don't know what houses I'm, look like in Erie. I mean, let's yeah. check it out. It's yeah. an education for us.
1: I've never been to Tulsa. Uh, you know, actually, most of it's a lot of these cities we're going to, I've never been to before.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, at some point, probably in the very near future, we're going to have to make a trip to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania.
1: I am all for that. I have wanted to go, you know, I, I'm, I'm the house I have in Virginia is not that far. It's only about four hours away. And I've never been, like, I, I've always really? wanted to go to Gettysburg. I've never been there. And it's, it's not that far of a drive from the home.
0: It's got to be highly educational highly tourist driven i would think and also really pretty right i mean really oh it's gorgeous
1: yeah you gotta think it's gorgeous lots of field trips that sort of thing there but still
0: i really want to go yeah yeah well i absolutely love casey king she's one of our first franchisees who operates out of gettysburg and um i'm thrilled to talk to her today because she's really sort of cracked the code on novation deals and i'll be honest i don't do many i've done similar things to novation but not a true novation And she's crushing it right now. She's kind of settled into her own model that's really working for her. And so, you know, we decided to invite her on and let's dig into the nuts and bolts of how she's doing these deals. Because this deal I think she's about to close is a big one. It's a whopper.
1: Yeah, I I love that. Now, you know, I've worked with Casey, you know, early on, uh, got to know her really well. She's detail oriented. She's a driven person. She's ideal for us. I mean, she's a great, great fit for Red Barn. And it's just really encouraging to see is what kind of great success that she's having in this, in this sort of unique spot, right? Using this yeah. unique tool of, of innovation. So let's bring her and get to know her a little better. Agreed. Casey, welcome
0: to the show. How you doing?
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I am fantastic.
0: Well, we, so much are thrilled thrilled to you. we are thrilled to have you. We're absolutely thrilled.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So tell everybody uh, what market you're in.
2: Yeah. So I am in South central Pennsylvania, um, very close to Gettysburg. Everybody knows where Gettysburg
1: is. Is that the major city there? Or are there other like major cities around South Central?
2: Mm, so Harrisburg is probably the closer uh, major city. Um, yeah, that's about an hour northeast of me.
0: The Gettysburg Address. That's all I know about Gettysburg is the history books.
2: <laughs> yep, we've got a
0: lot of ghost tours. I believe it. Yeah. Every old old town, I feel like has ghost tours and so some plaques probably and some history walks and all that. Oh yeah.
2: All over the place.
1: (laughs) I bet they got a lot of field trips to your area.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yep. I think every elementary school within like a three hour radius hits up Gettysburg every year.
1: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna probably show my ignorance. Is that is that where the Amish are? You hear about that what the Pennsylvania Dutch or the Amish are they in your area as well?
2: So Lancaster is is really famous for the Amish country, um, is what they call it. And that is about 45 minutes east of Maine. Yeah. So if you're looking at a map, you've got Harrisburg at the top corner, Lancaster um to the east, and then Gettysburg is to the west, kind of a triangle.
0: So do you see like horse and buggies occasionally trotting down the yes. road? Yeah. Do you
1: really? That's so interesting. I was probably joking, but I guess that's real.
2: Oh, it's it's definitely real. Yep, it's definitely a real thing. Yeah, they've they've recently been mandated that they have to have turn signals on the buggies now um, before they didn't. So it was kind of like they're slowing down. Are they stopping? Are they turning? You know, (laughs) what's going on? Now they have to have turn signals. um, So it makes it a little easier when you're behind them.
0: That's wow. so crazy. So what is the I'm just curious, what's the real estate market like in Gettysburg? A steady, I would imagine. I mean, pretty consistent.
2: Very consistent here. Um, yeah. So the median price point in Adams County, that's the the county that Gettysburg is in. Um, I want to say it's right around 250 and it's been pretty steady uh, for the past several months. Yeah. We were seeing a huge incline like month over month. It was just every month the median price point was going up and up and up. But when uh, the feds raised the interest rate, it kind of leveled out. Yeah. It hasn't hasn't dipped down. That's good. But um, but it's definitely leveled out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true for a lot of Atlanta sort of the same thing. We were, you know, crazy appreciation and then but no dip. It's the, it's the areas like, you know, Austin and some of the West Coast markets that had such a spike that they, you know, had a little bit of a rebound effect and the, and the values came down. So you've been a franchisee with uh, Red Barn Home Buyers since last summer, I, I want to say, right? Do you remember when, what, what month did you come in?
1: Yeah, I, last it think... was May, because you were number one or number two, you were one of the very first, you were on it. Like, I just remember yeah. talking to you, first one to get her application in, first one to process, first one for, so it that's would have been, roll, man. Man. that's how, how
0: I roll. On. She is, man. I believe that. Yeah. She's on you
1: number two. You, you were I think you were the first week or the second week we launched, you were in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was very early on. Um, and it's it was definitely like really late May or very early uh, June. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, but yeah, coming up on a full year now.
0: That's amazing. Well, one of the reasons we want to had you have you on is because um, clearly you have gravitated towards a strategy that really, it's not even a strategy that I've implemented before. And uh, another of our other franchisees are implementing it, and you're having really good success with novation deals. So I thought it'd be really cool to bring you on. And I know you're wrapping one up right now and let's let's just I want to dive into it. I want to talk nuts and bolts like how do we, how do we put these things together? You know, what does the profit look like? What are the mechanics of the deal? And just sort of dissect it from top to bottom. Does that sound like an idea?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So we can start with. Um... <laughs> I, well,
1: just... I, I think we have some some folks, listeners who've never even heard of the term novation. Start at a real high Just describe what is it? What does that mean? What is a novation? Sure, sure. So
2: uh, most people, especially investors, are familiar with what a wholesale is where you assign a contract. So you're uh, locking it up, uh, a property up. For less than market value and then looking for an end buyer at a higher purchase price, and you would get, um, you know, whatever's left over would be your, your profit. So innovation at a very high level is uh similar, except um, the problem with an assigned contract is it's not uh, fundable. You, you can't get financing on an assigned contract. So your buyer pool is going to be limited to only cash buyers. With a novation, it's actually a Latin term that means in place of. So same thing, uh, you get a property locked up under market value with a purchase agreement. Um, I'm always very, very transparent with the seller. They understand that I do not plan on purchasing the property. I'm going to be looking for an end buyer. I'm going to be marketing it. And um, and that's how I'm going to get paid at the end. They understand that. So, um, so. When I go through it, I'll do like a clean out, whatever the, the, the family wants, um, find the end buyer. And then, like I said, it means in place of. So once we have that end buyer, we will drop, we will substitute our original agreement of sale, use a novation agreement. And then we have a new A to B contract with the end buyer, with the third party buyer.
0: So you're you're putting it under contracts initially, but you're very forthright about the fact that yes, this this contracts to me, but I'm ultimately not going to be the buyer. And then when you find it's really, you know, it's like so that's kind of the A to B, the B to C would be you finding another buyer. And then like you said, then you're connecting the A directly to the C with a new contract. Yes. You're sort of pull. You're, if you're the B party, you're sort of extracting yourself and replacing it. I didn't realize novation meant in place of in Latin. That's kind of interesting. Now it makes sense. I always wonder why they were called novation deals. That that would explain it. Yep. Interesting. Okay, so you went through some novation training, and and especially you know especially in a market like yours, that's there's pr- it's probably a little trickier to find deals in your market because it's such a steady market. There's probably not a lot of inventory hitting. You know, and so maybe talk to us for just a minute why you felt like this was a better strategy for you.
2: Yeah, so um, the well, just a quick backstory, Um, I won't go too far into it, but very quick backstory, my very first uh, flip. Um, the, my fa- financing fell through and the, uh, seller was in desperate need. He ended up, um, becoming a landlord out of necessity. He bought his property in 2007. So he paid top dollar for it. And when his family outgrew it, um, they couldn't sell it because he was going to be underwater. So he was kind of forced to rent it out, um, so that he could make his mortgage payments. And by doing so, he ended up with a horrendous tenant um, that completely destroyed it. So he was desperate. He didn't have enough money to clean it out. Didn't have money to do renovate it or put it on the market. Um, he just wanted his mortgage payment paid off, and um, his mortgage paid off. And he his wife is a was a cancer survivor, so they asked, also had medical bills that needed paid and and he, they just wanted out. They wanted out of debt. They wanted to be able to walk away. And I kind of promised them that I was going to, to do that for them. I was going to be their, you know, their lifeboat and throw them a raft and make it happen. And then the financing fell through. So I wasn't going to be able to, to go that route. So, so I found out about Novations and, um, while, while all of this was happening, I was like, how am I going to make this right for this poor guy, the seller? I told him I would, I told him I would, you know, buy the property, I would pay off his mortgage, I would help with the medical bills. And this kind of presented itself at the perfect timing for me. And um, and I was able to make that happen. So, so that's how I got started. And then um, after doing that, that first deal, I realized that this is just an amazing strategy because I don't need to get financing to take title. I don't need to have the risk of um, taking title and then not being able to sell it. It's, it's a very quick transaction. It's not something you're going to hold on to for a few months while you're doing a rehab and then hope and pray the market doesn't change uh, for, for the downward so that you actually lose out on it. It's um it's, I don't want to say it's risk-free, but, but almost
0: it's almost risk-free. Wow. So it's something that you sort of fell into out of necessity because you had a deal that yeah. was kind of falling apart. You're like, how do I save this deal? How do I help this guy out? And then, then the light bulb so, sort of went off because how much did you make on that first deal? Just that, what were the numbers, yeah. just out of curiosity?
2: Yeah, so the first one, um, let me pull it across here. I got it under contract for 140. The ARV was going to be about 190. Um, I ended up selling it for 175 so the payout was close to 25,000 um but i did put a, about 9500 into that one it needed it needed a really good clean out um like four dumpsters yeah. taken out and uh, a new flooring so so i put about 9500 into it so my gross profit was about 15,000
1: and you saved the deal. I mean, it was a deal you were about to save Yeah,
2: yeah. if it. if I didn't have novation um, to go off of instead of making $15,000 it would have been zero. I would have had to have walked away and said, you know, shrugged my shoulders and said, "Sorry, Mr. Seller, I I know I said I could help you, but it turns out I can't." And um and this this was that tool that made it happen.
0: And so, on that first deal, you put in uh, ninety five hundred bucks of your own money. How did how did that feel for one? And then, what did the how did you prevent the risk, or what did you do to mitigate the risk?
2: Um, so, so it didn't feel great um, when I was first going through the property. I thought one dumpster load. So, so my projection of what it was going to cost to clean out and put the floors down was a lot less than what it actually turned out being. Um, there was an out building that was completely stuffed full of just garbage and i didn't know that i like looked in i peeked in i was like yeah we could we could get this all in like a 40 yard dumpster no and like four 40 yard dumpsters later um yeah it ended up being 9500 i think i was only projecting like like 5000 total and um it was almost double that so so yeah that wasn't a great feeling but
0: but you, but I, you have a, a purchase contract at that point in time. You, you'd probably already run title. You felt good. Okay, there's no there's no title issues that I've, I've got to worry about. If this yeah. person changed their mind, I mean, that's going to be, you know, everybody, every investor out there listening to this, that's their question. Is okay, you got 95 bucks out, 9,500 bucks. What happens if they don't want to sell anymore? They change their mind. How do you mitigate that risk?
2: Yeah, so you can cloud title. I didn't, Um. but but you could definitely do that. Um. You could do like a mechanics lien on the property so that if they did sell it you would get paid um but but i knew that this just from talking with them, he had tons of trust in me and um and trusted me to get it done he really really wanted out so so i knew that he wasn't going to do anything shady yeah. um and kind of try to sell it without me
0: yeah yeah um that's fantastic that's amazing so your first deal you make that kind of money okay so let's dive into this and this deal that you're about to i think you're closing tomorrow right and you're tomorrow yeah pretty settlement
2: day that's so it's a amazing. happy
0: day. oh payday is <laughs> the best day well so yeah. talk to us real fast um kind of how you sourced it and and then how it kind of came about what the numbers look like
2: yep so this was through probate um the the family of the house, so they, they lost their dad last summer. Um, and when they opened up probate, that becomes public record. So I send them mailers and brochures about all the different services that I can provide them. Um, they didn't need my service at the time because mom was still living um, alive and well and in the property. Um, but they kept, the family kept my my brochure for, you know, in the future if they ever needed it. So a couple months back, mom went into assistant living care because the family did not feel comfortable with her living uh, This is in Gettysburg and they uh, lived out of state. She was by herself. There's nobody in the area to kind of check on her. So they wanted her to go to assistant living. Now the house is vacant Um, and they pulled out my brochure and they're like, we need to sell. There's no way we can clean this property out. Um, You know, it's 40 plus years worth of items, clothing, shoes, um, dishes, pots, pans, Christmas decorations everywhere. Um, We don't know where to start. We don't know what to do. So we're calling you in to kind of, lead us in the right direction and um yeah so we got it locked up for i offered them 269000 um it was actually 269771 cuz i always end on an odd number it makes it sound legit when you end on an odd number not an even number <laughs> um and then um for all of my novations, i really don't want to put more than 5000 into it so i was estimating you know 5000 total with the clean out um but ended up getting Finding a lady that does cleanouts, and she offered to to do the whole cleanout free of charge, um, so that she can, you know, sell whatever she wants at flea markets or or any of that. So, right now, um, I was projecting to be a lot more into it, but right now, I am eight hundred and fifty dollars um, invested into this property, and the payout for tomorrow is going to be fifty two thousand two hundred and
0: sixty five dollars. Wow! Come on. $52,000. And this is net profit to you. You're saying
2: this is that that's gross. That's gross. So, um, so that's what I'll get paid out when you back out that $850, it'll be 51,115. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh I gosh. mean, you know, who's oh counting, gosh. but
0: <laughs> everybody that's listening to this is counting. That's who's counting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing deal. Um, and the family was fantastic. They, they put all of their trust into me to, to make it right. And to get it done. Um, which is exactly what I did. Yeah, so when I listed the property, kind of funny. I um I didn't even have professional photos done. Normally I do, um and I also like to do floor p- plans. I didn't do that. Um I just took photos with my phone and I posted it on the MLS in coming soon status. And I had it on. It was going to be in coming soon for a long time. I think it was like three. Three and a half weeks um, before it was going to go active, and in the first week, I had three site unseen offers. Two out of the three site unseen offers were all cash, and one of the all cash offers was ten thousand dollars over my asking price. And I told um, the family. So when I when I tell them, you know, I, I give them what my offer is going to be to pay them out, and I I give them, you know, what the scenario is. I think I can sell it for this. I think this is what it's going to take for me to to clean it out. And I, I'm, you know, 100% transparent with where the numbers are coming from and how it's calculated out. And I told them, I don't think it's going to be an issue to sell your, to sell this home for 320,000. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. So if we sell it for more than 320,000, I'll split the difference with you 50, 50. And we ended up selling for 350. So um so that was an extra $15,000 that they got in their pocket.
0: Interesting. So I haven't heard other people do that with novation where you actually split above a certain amount.
2: Yeah. So, so Gettysburg, um, you know, just being a historic town that gets a lot of, lot of tourists, um, it's highly sought after. So um, they were kind of thinking, well, what if there's a bidding war? Uh, inventory is also extremely low in my area. We have less than a month's supply of inventory right now on the market. So they're like, well, what if we get into a bidding war, um, which is exactly what happened? Uh, what What happens then? It's like, well... I, I don't think there's any way it'll sell less than 320 anything above that we can split 50-50. So if they wouldn't have brought it up and posed the question, I probably wouldn't have offered it right away. But since they they did bring it up, yeah, here's what we can do, you know, kind of make it a, a win-win for everybody.
1: So on the, on the front end of this, as you were originally talking to the family, why did Novation make the most sense and not a wholesale or a traditional flip? Like, what, how'd you end up landing in that bucket?
2: Yeah, so the wholesale number would have been extremely low. So if they knew that there's no chance they'd get less than 320 on the open market, um, you know, if we came in with a wholesale price and I don't have those numbers in front of me, but let's just even say it was 200,000, um, they would they'd be putting they'd be leaving just too much on the table, um, and they knew that. So they want it more than than the wholesale price, um, but they didn't have the resources or the ability or even the time to clean the house out. So that's why it didn't make sense going on the open market for them because they didn't want to have to, didn't even know how to clean the house out where to go with all the furniture and the clothing and all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, where would you even start for them in their mind? That's what they're thinking.
0: So for just putting ourselves in the mentality of a seller, you offer them 269 and they're like, two sixty nine. that 269 is my net number. I don't have to worry about paying anything out of that. There's no commissions out of that. There's no closing costs. There's no nothing. And so they get sort of the peace of mind of like, I know I'm getting this amount. And then what you're doing is you're kind of handling all the expenses above and beyond that. Yep. right? And that's sort of, that's why they're like, okay, at least I know what I'm getting out of this deal. You know, because a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, well, why don't they just list it? And, you know, try to maximize as much as they can get. And so why don't they? Why wouldn't somebody like that list the property?
1: It's it's the as is, right? It's the it's that dollar amount, and I don't have to do anything. Like I don't have to worry about yeah. the house. Just walk away.
2: Yep, exactly. Exactly. And and uh to to Ken's point, all of the closing costs and uh the realtor's commission. So I offer the buyer's agent two and a half percent, that comes out of my proceeds, not not theirs. So they are getting that that price point um plus the additional incentive, like, well, if we pick. We get it sold for higher than that. Um, there's additional money in your pocket, and I also offer if they did a um, a video. Um, oh my gosh, referral. Like yeah, okay. yeah, a testimonial. If they did that for me, they'd get another, you know, one hundred dollars, which they did. It was it was very amazing. A little tear shed, but um, oh, awesome. yeah, it was great. So so they're happy um, because they don't have to do any repairs. They don't have to clean the property out. Um, they don't have to worry about taking care of the property anymore. They're getting a bonus because we sold more for a higher value than what we were originally thinking. Um, and yeah, there's, it's a win-win for them.
0: Yeah. Well, for yeah, again, for them, the, all of the, the unknown of the expense and the time and how, how do I get rid of all this stuff? can be overwhelming and so to just to work with somebody you know this is how much i'm making talk to us for just a second on um and how you got the house cleaned out so you're expecting to spend five thousand dollars on clean out do you do inspections i'm assuming probably to some amount of inspection repairs too
2: I did, yeah. So, I did pay for a home inspection to be done uh, before I put it on the MLS. So, what I do is I have that full report, and then I take that report, and I put it on. It's called um, an online uh, service. I think they're out of Texas, but they'll take your inspection report and give you a cost estimate um, for what it would cost. So, I put both of those items, the home repair and what the cost estimate is, and I load that um, in the associated documents on the MLS so that the potential buyer can see because we're selling it as is, um, but here's everything that needs done. And um, in order for you to fix everything, the estimate would be, um, in this case, it was going to be like $14,000 to hit every single line item on an inspection report. And if anybody's ever gotten an inspection report, they call out every single little detail. So for this home to only need $14,000 worth of repairs, and it's like going to be in tip-top shape, um, that's a selling point for me. So so that's why I put it on in the associate documents in the mls
0: so when you do a deal like this you're not necessarily trying to make it perfect you're not trying to fix everything on the inspection report but you do want it like sort of broom swept i guess right so it's it's cleaned out you can walk it it doesn't smell bad all those things
2: what i don't don't do anything about the smell but um but
0: (laughs) no glade plugins nothing (laughs) plugins go a long way i know this from experience (laughs)
2: Yeah. But, but yeah, so definitely cleaning out all of the personal property. Um, The first one that I told you about where the the tenant um, kind of destroyed it, every single interior door was like busted in. I didn't replace any of the doors. I didn't replace any of the hardware. Um, I didn't paint a single wall. Um, It was just, here's what it is. It's being sold as is. Now I did have to put down new floors because there was, it was subfloor and you can't, um, you can't get financing for that. So I did put down new flooring, Uh, carpet in the bedrooms and um lvp in the on the main level but that was only out of necessity if it didn't need new floors i wouldn't have done that
0: interesting and then so and then on top of that the clean out you had done for free how did that come about
2: yeah. So I, um, through, through a meetup, a uh, local meetup that I started, I had another investor come in and she said that she has a clean out business. Um, she goes to, she cleans homes out and then sells items at like flea markets and stuff. So she came over uh, to take a look. And in my mind, before, um, we walked through, I thought she was just going to kind of pick out pieces that she wanted, um, to sell and, and offer me a little bit of money for it. And then I was going to have to figure out what to do with the rest of the stuff. And then um, anything that I wasn't able to get rid of, she said she would come back and take free of charge. Um, so so that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, and then of course you know things that are not reusable, getting a dumpster to dispose of the, those items. Um, but when she originally walked through with me, you know we took a, a huge tour of the house. Um, the attic is completely filled with boxes and boxes of stuff. The basement's completely filled with um, you know a lifetime of things, along with all of the furniture, clothing. I mean the whole house is just full and um and she's going through and she's like i mean if you want i can just clean the whole house out for you free of charge and um and i thought about it and i was like yeah i definitely want that <laughs> you know like
1: no. Don't have to think I, too long about that one.
2: Yeah, right. Like I free up my time. I don't have the stress of, you know, when I'm where am I gonna go? Who am I donating this to? Like I had a I have a few nonprofits in mind for certain items. Um, Lions Club will take eyeglasses and um there anyway, different different nonprofits um can, will take donations. So I had that in mind, but I didn't have it for like everything. Like, where's everything gonna go? And she's like, I can just do it. Great, thank you. Wow. Yeah.
0: S- save you 5,000 bucks? Yeah. In, in sure dumpsters did. and whatnot in time. That's amazing. Now, Did she show up with a dumpster or did she haul it all off?
2: Nope. So she's still in the process of hauling it all off. So even though we are closing tomorrow, I have post settlement possession um, for another two weeks to ensure that we can get everything cleaned out.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so you didn't even have to have the house cleaned to get it listed and sold. That's amazing.
2: Didn't even have to show it.
0: It was all over. It was all so you, didn't, you never showed it. The people that made multiple offers never even walked it.
2: Nope, that all three offers were sight unseen. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, wasn't same. even active. Yeah.
0: Holy cow, that's crazy. Okay, so walk us through the numbers one more time. So you got it under a contract for two sixty nine. You put eight hundred fifty bucks into it, mm-hmm. and then you sold it for what was the final sales price?
2: Three fifty.
0: Three fifty, and yeah. you split uh the the difference between three fifty and three twenty. Is that right? Yeah. So, so they yep. got a portion of that. So that's the fifteen, another fifteen grand to them, fifteen grand to you. And then and then you got the difference between three twenty and two sixty-nine, subtracting out what, two and a half percent for commission, you said?
2: For yep, for the buyer's commission, and then of course all of the closing costs. So my gross payout tomorrow will be fifty uh two thousand and some change.
0: And your sellers got the two sixty nine plus an additional fifteen thousand. So they actually got more than they anticipated
2: and they're getting a refund on their taxes um i think that's another like 1700 um that they're that they had prepaid that they're okay. getting prorated out mm-hmm. yeah and 100 dollars for doing the the testimonial for me so and yeah, you got a
0: testimonial with tears i mean that's like yeah. the icing on the cake it's pretty You're awesome kidding. yeah
1: <laughs> well it's pretty great when you can score a deal like that and the homeowner still feels great about it and they walk away feeling like man this this solved their problem as well
2: yeah 100%
0: I mean, folks, if you're not doing novations or you're not at least taking a hard look at it, why aren't you? Because it, it is amazing how it does open doors. It's like you said, your first deal, it was a closed door. You thought the deal was going to fall apart and then you, you implemented an innovation and you turned it into a, a nice payday for yourself. And now a really nice model probably for you going forward. Absolutely. Are you even looking to do wholesales and flips right now? Or are you full, like fully concentrating on novations?
2: Yeah, so I do present... Um... to to every, every seller that I come in contact with, even if it's like, if they think they want to go on the open market and this is a listing appointment, I present all options. Like depending on what's most important to you, um, if you want a quick sale, we can give you, give you our cash out option. And so I kind of anchor it with that cash out option. That's going to be a wholesale price point. And most people are like, no, that's way too low. Um, I, I, I actually did a uh, wholesale a property once, and it really, I wasn't expecting him to go for it. And I told him uh, if, if he wanted to sell as is, sorry, this is a total side story, but oh. I told him like, if he wanted to sell as is the most I could possibly offer him was going to be 50,000. And, um, and he looked at me square in the eye. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll sign right now. And I was like,
0: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Here's a>, sign <laughs> the back of my napkin really fast. Yeah. <laughs> You never yeah. know that's the thing sometimes you, yeah you throw out a low offer and sometimes they're going to take it so you start start low and then work your way into the no
2: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I started out that, that cash out program and then I worked my way up, you know, maybe you're, if you're behind on your mortgage payments, or if you have poor credit, we can do a loan So that would be subject to, um, for the investors listening, um, the equity protection program, that is my innovation. That's what I call that. Um, so that's kind of in between going on the open market and wholesaling, it's still selling as is you don't, you can leave I the leave behind program where they can leave their personal items behind that they don't want to take with them. Them, I'll clean it out. Um, we could do owner financing. If you own the property outright, um, you don't want to pay Uncle Sam all of the, the lump sum of taxes right off the bat. We can defer your taxes. You become the bank and I will pay you a monthly mortgage payment. Or we can go on the open market. That's totally fine too. Um, but here's the difference. You're going to pay closing costs. You're going to pay the realtor commissions. You want to keep your home showroom ready all of the time. And um, and most people don't most people, I will say that I'm advertising to don't want to deal with that hassle. Um, so they'll take the novation because it's kind of in between, um, hassle-free being selling as is and getting a higher price point.
0: And would you have a sort of a, a baked in margin that you're looking for on novation deals?
2: Yeah. So I do put in a minimum profit of 20,000, um, into my calculations. So I really ideally wouldn't, um, wouldn't take less than that. Um, It happens. Like the first one that I did, um, I got 15,000, I net at 15,000. So, so it happens, but, um, but that's what I plan for is no less than 20.
0: You're shooting for a 20% net net margin. Yeah.
2: 20,000,
0: I'm sorry, 20,000, but net not, not gross.
2: Right. Correct. Yeah.
0: Love it, man. Again, it is, it, for those of you that are listening to this that are maybe struggling to get a wholesale deal, I mean, it, this just opens up your world, right? I mean, you're now you're looking at way more opportunities where, okay. you know, you're, you're making offers at 70, 75% of of ARV. Now you're making offers maybe in the 80, 85, maybe even 90% of ARV, which makes it, a, it really opens up your potential selling pool. And not only your selling pool, but your buying pool. Because now I'm you're going cool, yeah. on the open market. You don't have to go just find yeah. investors now that you're on the open market. Right. Everybody.
2: Everybody can see it. You go That's on the MLS, fair. all of the third party sites. So it's going to be on Zillow. It's going to be on Realtor. It's going to be on Redfin. Everybody's going to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're really making your job being that in between person as if, if you want to continue to call yourself a wholesaler. It's just making your job that much easier.
1: For sure. Now the tool for the tool belt. Important.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, Casey, this was awesome. We really, really, uh, value having you on our team and appreciate the fact that you've kind of and div- dove into this new strategy and having so much success. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing this deal with us. We really appreciate oh, it, it.
2: My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks. All right. Take care. Was that so good or what,
1: man? I'm just, it's so encouraging to hear how well she's doing and that she's really landed on a spot that that works well for her with novations. And she's, she's so just crushing cordial. it with those that's, deal, man. That's crazy.
0: I, well, it does. It does require some amount of you know organization. You have the right forms and documents. She's got you know her presentation with the different options, which is it's obviously a good pitch that's working for her. Um, but she's so detail oriented and she's so on the ball that like this is right up her alley. Yeah, uh, and I love her approach.
1: Yeah, and it's working. I mean, th- this approach for her is working, and it's a tool. I think we need to. Uh, spread and give access to to more of our members because I, I think I think like makes a lot of sense for folks that kind of land in that crack between retail and wholesale.
0: Well, especially um, if you're in a market where deals are really tight and really hard to come by, if inventory is tight, I mean that's that and that kind of like her market. Yeah, it's a phenomenal strategy because you don't have to get it so far below market value. You don't have to just find a handful of investors that you know that want the deal you're really opening yourself up to finding a deal that's slightly under market value. It's just a little bit. And then you're being able to sell it to the general population. I mean, it's really opens up the possibilities.
1: Yeah. It gives a lot of advantages. Uh, yeah. And great to see how well she's doing with it. Yeah. How quickly too. She, I mean, she grabbed a hold of this and, and got it pretty quick understood it and is using it.
0: Yeah. 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 We're going to owe her a trip to Gettysburg real soon.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that
0: idea i do too yeah don't mind um dude enjoyed it lots of fun should we do it again next week
1: absolutely i say we do it every week let's do it every day not every day we'll okay. do it every
0: week all right that's fair that's fair all right we'll see you next week have a good week Amen. friends thanks so much for making it all the way to the end of today's podcast if you or possibly a friend has any interest in learning more about real estate investing or opportunities with Red Barn Homebuyers, take a minute and head on over to redbarnhomes.com and check out our investors page or our franchise page. Or just drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.